This is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcasts Network, showcasing conversations with Chicago's creative communities and professional industries. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, I am in Niles, Illinois. Very excited to be at the Sure headquarters in Niles, Illinois. Sure audio, Sure microphones, Sure headphones. Big user of Sure on Dynasty Podcasts. I've used Sure uh, products for years and years and years. So very excited to be here, sitting across the table from Michael Petterson, Sure corporate historian. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks awesome. For, thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Greatly appreciate it. Very excited to be here. And we are going to be talking about the 50th anniversary of the Shure SM7B microphone. We're going to talk all about this microphone. This is a mic that everybody has heard, everybody has seen. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, oh, which mic is that? Take two seconds, Google Shure SM7B, and you're going to be like, oh, I've seen that microphone a whole bunch. So we're going to talk about that. But I always like starting with the person in front of me, like getting their background, their history. You have been with Shure for a, a good amount of time. Bring us into kind of your background of how you got started with this company and what you do. Yeah, I'm on the year number 47. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, and audio always fascinated me, even as a kid. I'm a musician, audio, everything, every, all came together. So I, uh, when I graduated from the University of Illinois in Urbana, I decided that I wanted to work for a company that made audio products, and I was a Sure user, and Sure was in Illinois, and I was in Urbana at the time. So I walked into Sure one morning and said, you need to hire me. And they said, well, what job are you here for? I said, I'm not here for any job. I just want to learn more about your company. And interestingly enough, within about a half an hour of talking to them, they offered me a job. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, you know, now what would be like a cold email, right? Like mm -hmm. we don't have as much, I think, a walk-in culture, although that's certainly an approach. But I, I'm a big fan of just telling, you know, anyone younger, anyone starting in, like even looking to change careers, just start emailing some people. Start yeah. like getting in touch with some people and saying like, "Hey, I think I could do something with you." Like the worst they say is no. Exactly. And yeah. so, and so I've had six different careers here. The historian will be my last career here. Sure. <laughs> but I mean that's remarkable and there's so much history of sure. So we're going to be focusing mainly on the SM7B microphone today, but oh my god, we could easily do a, you know, 80 part mini series that, well i guess it's a maxi series about the history of sure because there's a lot of history yeah here. we'll be 100 years old in 2025 wow okay so i will be circling back here in two years to do the 100 year anniversary podcast conversation. i hope to be here and that'll be the 20th anniversary of dynasty podcast oh, so we can cool. celebrate go. together we'll get a cake <laughs> we'll have a nosh <laughs> yeah absolutely um you know and maybe people know this maybe they don't sure sure audio sure microphones this is a Chicago-based company, yep. a lot of Chicago history. If you ever are lucky enough to visit the Niles, Illinois headquarters, which is where we are right now, you can see a lot of artifacts from that history in the sort of museum uh, exhibition in the lobby. But, like, you know, just bring us into a little bit of history of, like, what it means that Sure is a local company, is a Chicago company, and, and you know, the company's kind of, like, ties to Chicago's creative and music communities. Yeah, really briefly, Mr. Schur was born in Chicago in 1902, University of Chicago graduate in geography. He was not an engineer, but he was a hobbyist. He was a radio hobbyist. And so in 1925, with a loan from his dad, he started the Schur Radio Company. And you would come to the Schur Radio Company catalog and you'd buy all your parts to make radio parts. So uh, that's how we got started. Microphones came around in the 1930s. Uh, but we've always been in Chicago, never have been any place but Chicago. 
And in the 30s and 40s, actually, Chicago was kind of like the Silicon Valley of the audio industry. Sure. It's, cha it's changed now, of course. Yeah. Um, but we've always been Chicago-based and uh, proud to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, Dynasty Podcast is all about Chicago culture, music, et cetera. We don't need to say that, like, the, the music ties of the city, the cultural ties of the city, they run, they run deep and long, Indeed. you know, decades. Every decade you could be like, okay, well, here's what was happening in the 80s. Here's what was happening in the 70s. There's never not a moment where Chicago was producing something really exciting. And it's really cool that Sure has gotten to be a part of that, not just in Chicago, but even just, like, you were showing me some historical artifacts from, like, Woodstock right. from presidential speeches and like it's it's amazing what sure has been connected to. Yeah, there's there's a little tagline we use which I love to tell people about. It says since 1925, sure products have delivered the sounds of history and culture to the world. Yeah, it's remarkable. So yep. So we are here today to talk about and we are recording on these mics the SM7B. It is the 50th anniversary of this microphone. And again, take two seconds, Google, if you're like, have I ever seen this mic? Have I ever heard this mic? It, it feels like this mic is having a moment. You know, why do you think this mic has endured and really has caught a kind of second life over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20 years? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, first of all, it started out as the SM7, uh, and then we made the SM7A in 1999, the SM7B in 2001. We can discuss the differences later. Basically the same with some modifications. But it's just a great-sounding microphone with a, a look that's almost timeless. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that the actual industrial design, what it looks like, was designed by a guy that worked here who was not an industrial design guy. He was a microphone engineer, and he decided to sketch out some things. And, hey, here's how it should look like. Imagine that. 50 years later, it doesn't even look 50 years old. No, absolutely. I mean, and again, it really is, feels like it's having an iconic moment right now. I feel like we are seeing so many podcasters, oh, yeah. live streamers, uh, Twitch talent, TikTok talent, like the kids have discovered the SM7B. That's uh, fine. <laughs> was that something that sure was anticipating when no. podcasts or, or these different forms of social media came no, out? No, not, not at all. In fact, for the first 35 years, it was just an average seller. You know, it was primarily used for voiceovers uh, and TV and radio. Um, used in some recording studios. Most famously, it was the vocal microphone used for Michael Jackson's Thriller album. Sure, yeah. Um, Mick Jagger used it for a lot of his vocals as well. But it was just kind of average. And then in 2008, approximately, when podcasting started taking off, we don't really know how, but podcasters found their way to it. And then it was like you see that then one podcaster sees it, what another one's using. And then they continue, you know, you know, podcaster see, podcaster do, if you yeah. will, right? I taught a podcasting class for a number of years. I've, I've spoken to a lot of new and aspiring podcasters. And they all want equipment that not only is going to sound great, mm. but they want the equipment that looks the part, too. Yeah, that's interesting as well. You know, it, it, it always has been a case of the visual aspect of it. Yeah. And then, then gamers caught on to it around 2015 and so forth. And now live streamers. It just seems like everybody wants it. Well, yeah, and, and you know, we were saying this off the mic that, like, I see this microphone a lot um, with TikTok talent. You know, mm. I'll see short clips on TikTok of creators, of, of podcasters, of, you know, TikTok artists or, or you know, creatives, and they're all talking into the SM7B. Yeah. They've got the arm. They've got the mic in front of them. Or the thing that I've started seeing is people um, holding the mic with no arm, no stand. They're well, just. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Yes, that's a newer thing <laughs> I started seeing where they're just they're just holding the mic in front of them with just the kind of base. I mean, people can't see me pointing. Right. But just the base in their hand. Wow. With the XLR cable coming out, and they just kind of move that around with them and. 
me being a perfectionist, I'm like, oh, you're getting a lot of background noise. Yeah. But, you know, that it's a very, it somehow has become a very casual video microphone. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about the history. I remember there was an artist in the 1980s that used to use it for live, on, on, for like live sound, and that was Joni Mitchell. Oh wow! Yeah, she would she would use it. Now that was really highly unusual for that the case, but she liked the way it sounded. She you know, and she was using it for their live con for her live concerts. Well, and okay, so let's throw it back a minute because the the SM7 debuted in 1973. So mm -hmm. again, we're in the 50th anniversary now. Yep. What was the response like then? You said it was kind of like not a great seller. Yeah. It was just sort of another mic. Yeah, it was okay. You know, again, it was never a big seller. I remember we gave one to the Rolling Stones to use in their mobile studio, and that's the first time Jagger got to use it. But it was never a huge hit. It was okay, you know. Wild. Yeah, it was really, I say, it didn't take off to around 2007, <laughs> 2008. You know, we were very patient. Yeah, it just kind of sat on the bench, and then all of a sudden it, you know, it's like one of the sports movies where, like, suddenly right. suddenly Rudy's pulled up, you know, and, and now it's having its Your time. time. You're up to bat now, kid. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, but, you know, at the same time, this has been a microphone that broadcasters have used even yep. pre-podcast. I worked in radio for years, and yep. this was the microphone we had at Q101. Did you have a lot of radio talent who were preferring this microphone? Yeah, we, we, we did. The, the, the problem with radios, that the radio stations, is they take care of their equipment. They buy, <laughs> they buy five, they take care of it, they don't buy them anymore, they replace the foam, yeah. and that's it. So you you saturate that market fairly quickly. Same thing for TV voiceovers as well. Yeah, so it, yeah, I can see how that would not be, because yeah, when I worked in radio, they weren't replacing the mics no, every year. because they take care of them, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, so that was, it was kind of, you know, you kind of filled up the bucket, and that was it, until, sure. po until podcasting came along. <laughs> you made something that was so good that it almost worked against the company by not being something that, because this is not specific to microphones, so many things that we collectively as Americans buy now, they break within two years. Yeah, we don't. Sometimes like a week. Yeah, we don't do that. No, because I, I, I have SM58s that I use in my everyday podcasting use, mm -hmm. and I got those in maybe 2011 or so, around that time, and I've never once had a problem. I've never once had to bring them back to the store. like. They're just microphones that are going to last forever. That's a, it's on purpose. Yeah. It's on purpose. I mean, first of all, Mr. Schur named the company his family name. He right. Didn't, he didn't want to have anything that would embarrass his family name, right? But the other thing was that he just said, there's no reason to make stuff that breaks. My, my 58 is from 1971. I've replaced a grill. <laughs> sure. <laughs> other than that, works just fine. But how many other items can we think of that you could buy them 20, 30, 40 years ago, and you're like, oh, that still works. Fender guitars, maybe? You sure, know? yeah. Coca-Cola? Yeah. <laughs> if I have a MacBook that lasts five years, I'm like, hallelujah, what an incredible feat of engineering this right. is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that, but, you know. Sure. That's a separate conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, well, you know, from a sound perspective, the SM7B, which is, again, what we are recording on right now at the Sure headquarters, like, what makes it a natural choice for spoken recordings? Why does this mic because you're a technical guy, bring us into the technical aspect of why this mic sounds so good. Well, it's a couple of things. First of all, it's based around the Unidyne 3 mic element. That's used inside the 58, 57, and a few other items like that. Uh, it has a presence peak, which is the uh, peak around 4,000 hertz that gives the voice a crispness to it. Mm -hmm. uh, it has the ability to go way down low as well, and that's because we've extended the low end with that big bottom uh, back chamber of it. 
Uh, and it basically turns almost any voice into a voiceover microphone, into a radio announcer. It sounds so rich. And you're it right, does. it does have that does have that radio sound yes, exactly. you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely even if you've never done it before which is why i think podcasters have been drawn to it i remember once a long time ago my mother came to a trade show and, and i let her try some microphones and she put she talked to the sm7 and she says i sound like a radio announcer i was like yeah yeah <laughs> it, it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you yeah, exactly absolutely so you know this has really kind of found a second and third life over the last you know 15 mm. plus years or so not only with podcasters, but really I feel like the younger class of talent who, again, are using like Twitch, who are using TikTok, who are using Instagram Reels and, and YouTube and things like this, you know, what kind of feedback do you just sure hear from younger talent or really digital first talent who are using, you know, especially the SM7B microphone as their main mic? Yeah, there seems to be no criticisms to it. Um, I think a lot of times they're surprised about what sound they get for the price. I mean, it's not an inexpensive microphone, but it's not. Uh, but it's not. It's not a $5,000 mic. It's not a $5,000 microphone yeah. either. You know, sometimes they want you know, different colors. You know, you get into that, that whole thing. Um, but uh, in general, you know, it's just more like how do I use it? And you know, in simple things, we tell them about. Well, you know, don't talk directly into it. Talk off to the side, and you, sure. can, you can stop from the pee popping and so forth. And get a cloud lifter and. Yeah, exactly. You know, but uh, I mean, e even that goes back to the aspect of in the 80s and 90s, they started making mixing boards that were not didn't have a lot of gain into them because they were expecting the gain to come out of the microphone itself. So really, you know, you only need about 60 or 65 dB of gain to work with an SM7, and that's not that much. But then, if you know, the, if you take out that gain out of the mixing board, it makes them quieter. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so. Something really exciting that's happening right now that kind of prompted me to, to reach out about setting up this interview is it is, like we mentioned, the 50th anniversary of this mic, of the SM7. And this year, Sure Microphones is giving away 50 Signature Edition box sets. Is yep. that correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, I will have some photos of this on at Dynasty Podcasts on social media. But these microphones, like right now I'm talking into one of the 50 Indeed. limited editions. You, you are, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is very cool. I've got a photo that I'll post with it. But it is, it's got the Sure signature. The SN Sure signature yep, yes. on the side. Yep. And, and it has this gorgeous black and green box set. Yep. I was saying before the mics were on that like growing up in the 90s, like I, I miss box sets. I miss <laughs> physical media and box sets where there was a lot of care put into it. And there's a lot of care put into the presentation yep. of this. Talk about the 50th anniversary and giving these mics away and what it really means for sure and, and how people can connect to that. First of all, there's nothing different inside the microphone. It sounds like a regular SM7. Um, the box is obviously very special. You mentioned that. There's some very interesting literature in there, including this drawing that we call an insider, where it's kind of like the history of the company drawn inside of a SM7. Very cool. H hard to describe until you see it. Yeah. Uh, and when we do see it, you kind of get it. Uh, we added some special back plates, which had different logos on it. I think there's five back plates that cover up the switches. And there's also some uh, adjustment knobs uh, on the side that basically tighten it up. Yeah. And those are different as well. But again, it doesn't sound any different. It just looks cooler. And also the, the body is, a, is a, a kind of a darker gray black or blacker than what the normal one is. But it, the presentation is visually yeah. so cool. And again, like somehow, not just the, the gorgeous sound that comes out of it, but the visual presentation of this mic has really, I think, moved it front and center for the mm. current class of creators. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a 50-year-old design, but it looks like it could come out yesterday. Absolutely. It, it's one of those timeless, like, there's no need to change it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Agreed. 
you know, and looking beyond this mic, like, sure, I feel like over the last decade or so with like, you know, the uh, motive line, for mm -hmm. example, I just feel like sure has really been focused on like creator first tools for like the next generation of creators. And for anyone who doesn't know what motive is, it's like, for example, there's the MV88. This is a mic you can plug into your iPhone. Yep. And, you know, there's a variety of like very like mobile sort of mini mics or, or mics that you could bring with you on, on different projects. You know, I guess why has Sure wisely been focusing on like the current class of creators really early on when I think other companies could have been like, what TikTok, Instagram, what the hell is this, you know? <laughs> Well, it became obvious to us um, when we started talking to people who were in their teens and 20s. We'd say, oh, we've got to use an XLR connector. What's well, an XLR connector? Right. You know, we, we, we saw this miscue. And we also realized that if you don't get people young, they may not use your products at all. Sure. So we started asking, well, what do you want? Well, I would really like a really cool, good-looking, good-sounding microphone that plugs into my iPhone. Right. MV88, right? There was also interesting, though, that they wanted sometimes a classic-looking microphone, but that had a USB output. Right. So the MV, MV51, for example, which is based upon a 1947 design, industrial design, but has all the modern features on it. So we kind of went back and said, let's combine the two. Let's do things which are modern, but also have a throwback look. And that seemed to really resonate with people. Yeah, absolutely. And the, again, these are really microphones and, and you know headphones and tools that, like, really connect to like what it means to be a creator today and not just like the historical like what it was to be a broadcaster mm -hmm. in 1973 or whatever which is amazing but I, I do love that there is that current kind of creator toolkit here yep. Yep. yeah it's on that's on purpose <laughs> absolutely so we're on the 50th anniversary of the sm7 any other kind of anniversary surprises around this is the box set like the main thing i think the box set's the main thing yeah um, it's really cool yeah we we may have a future model coming out but i would get fired if i told you anything about that sure so i really can't say about that but if, if you got just a second let me just give you a little bit of a quick history of the Please. sm7 so yeah so the sm7 which came out in 1973 not no a or b Mm -hmm. was a follow-up to our SM5 microphone. I, I saw that, that the 5 was sort of the predecessor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The 5 was big. It was about the size of a big Nerf football. Right. Sounded great, but wasn't a big hit for us. So we brought out the SM7 in the 1973. Less expensive, sounded great, did okay. Uh, the SM7A came out in 1999, and we had to bring that out because... Microphones started to be using really be used really close to CRT tubes in radio because mm -hmm. that's where your text was, and if you got the SM7 too close to those CRT monitors, they buzzed. So we added a, a humbucking coil to do that, and then the SM7B added that big fat windscreen that was in 2001, and we did that specifically to make it look like the SM5. Yeah. Because there were certain broadcasters that just loved that SM5 and the way it looked. The bigger foam The bigger cover. foam, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and we wondered, and said, maybe if we made the SM7 look more like the SM5, that would satisfy people. Sure enough, it did. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and so we're, we're a visual-based kind of species. Like if it not only performs well, in this case sounds good, yep. but also looks good, yep. we're like, sold. Yep. Sold. I'm in. Yeah. So, you know, you can you can use the original cone-shaped SM7 head windscreen like we're doing now. Right. Or you can use the larger one to make it look more like the SM5. Right. But, and it does give you that feeling of like, oh, my gosh, look how much, like, 
plosive protection it's going to give right. me in that. Yeah, it, it just mentally makes you think you're excited to use Even it. Even though I, I, I could tell, tell your listeners, you know, if you just position the microphone properly, you don't have to worry about <laughs> plosives. I mean, I, I, I don't have the big windscreen. I'm basically talking by the microphone and it says into it. Right. And I can go Peter Piper picked, Peter Piper picked, and there's not a plosive there. Yeah, I'm looking at my... Uh, Looking at my waves in my DAW, and like it's not a, uh, it's not popping. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. But, you know, so just be careful where you place it. Put it put it at the corner of your mouth rather than underneath your nose, and it'll sound great. Sure. Absolutely. I know Sure always, and I know this because I often get to test Sure mm-hmm. new products, which is very exciting. Always appreciative. Always excited anytime I get something new from Sure in the mail. So I know that. There's always things you can't talk about that are far down the line, but anything that's like immediate or relatively brand new from Sure that we can mention as like something that people can know about. Array microphones are something that's really big. Array microphones are where you take hundreds of little tiny microphones the size of your fingernail and make them work together with software. That hasn't really been used by creators yet. It could, will in the future, probably primarily for conferencing use. Um, but I can really see the future with coming out with some very interesting array microphones to do things. So um, we have now like an array microphone, it's a two by two square fits into a ceiling. And when people start to talk, they're basically within milliseconds, it, it aims a beam basically at the talker. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're truly astonishing. I know that there's the MVX2U and talk about what this does because it seems like a very handy, useful solution for creators who are on the road who are maybe broadcasting out of like a hotel room when yep. they're at a convention or something yeah like basically it has an xlr female connector in it you plug your microphone into it and it comes out usb it has 48 volt phantom on it as well so if you have a condenser microphone to run that uh, you, you know it's available and you control it with a motive app yeah and it seems like a, a, a bit more compact than well, really, like your full interface with YouTube. yeah you, you, yeah. Can, you can plug it into the back of the microphone you know I, I can't remember maybe it's three inches long and maybe uh, an inch and a half in diameter it's quite small yeah i love it always very cool things happening with and at sure and i'm always excited to see whatever comes next but really like the sm7b 50th anniversary microphone you know again people can check out the box set i've got photos online and uh, i think by the time they have heard this it's probably too late to enter to to win one yeah. but it's it's a cool, it is cool. presentation it is, it is cool and like I say try to find me in the photo in, yeah. the, in, the, little, in the little diagram absolutely where's waldo where's michael um michael petterson sure corporate historian thank you so much for taking time today for for the tour for the hospitality and for you know, hey, letting me record this podcast on one of the anniversary mics and You're telling us about it. I'm glad, glad to be here. I appreciate it being asked. Absolutely. Very cool. Very excited to sit down again in two years for the 100th anniversary yep. conversation. Hope to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcasts.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.